step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 16th of February. It's two days past Valentine's Day, and love is still alive and well and always will be. I always think of, like, how everyone pulls out all their best shots on Valentine's Day, and um, then they're like, okay, I can relax now. Like, I don't have to do love, you know, I don't have to be love right now. And it's it's interesting to me that we feel like love is something we do, right? It's like the ultimate holiday of let me buy you something and show you, show you how much I love you. And yet I talk to couples who've been married for years. And a lot of times they will say things like, oh, my God, I forgot it was Valentine's Day. I forgot. Oh, I didn't get you a card. I can't believe it after you give them a card. But you do know how much I love you. I mean, the person will know because they'll be like, yeah, every single day. I know how much you love me. And then there's couples. There's a lot of ill will going around in the relationship where if you don't get that card or you don't bring that reminder of your love, your caring for me, with flowers or chocolate or a dinner or we get dressed up or we go out or we just do something special, at least on that day, and we don't fight on that day, then I'll know you love me. So then you have that. But what about ill will and there's love? How does that happen? How do you dump your ill will on someone you actually love? There's actually a reason for it. Because we're always looking for how to make things work. We try to give each other rules. We do love each other, but we're not guided in how we can love without being hurt. There are actually reasons why people are afraid of love so they create obstacles for themselves which end up hurting you 
that fear of that intimacy. Because every single one of us on the face of this earth, whether we acknowledge it or not, understand the power of love. We understand it. We get it. And that's why it scares us. And it does a super good job. So what would be the first thing that challenges love? Because these are egos, little tools, you know. It has its toolbox and then there's those big tools that fix big problems that are obvious to everyone. But before you get to those big problems, those little tools have been working. That tiniest little screwdriver starts turning counterclockwise. And if you listen to the little stuff, you will build a story into the big stuff. And then before you know it, you've just sabotaged your own life and your own love. It has nothing to do with the other person. You could replace the person all day long. But it doesn't mean that you're, you've changed. All that means is you've changed the person. So how do you shift? Well, you shift because you recognize ill will will try to challenge the way you love, the way you feel about love, because what's ego's job? Really think about that. Ego's job is to separate you from love. doesn't want you to love unless you can fight for it. So the first thing that it does is it makes you feel super vulnerable. It just makes you feel like you are a fish out of water, like you don't know what to do, you can't do anything right, You put the other person on a pedestal. You start looking at everything that's wrong with you. And then you want to run away so you could feel that safe feeling again of not being out there. You would rather not potentially get hurt in the future than have the relationship. But you stay and you, you it looks like you're constantly fighting the person. Your your core defenses come clawing out at everything. Well, why do you want me to do that? Are you telling me what to do? Start to feel like you can't be you, so you be them. Because that's easier because you already know they accept certain things about themselves, so you just do what they do and you follow along until you can't. And you become rebellious. And all these traits of vulnerability start showing their their head. And that's really just ego keeping you out of a relationship. When you meet people with high turnover every year, every two years, some just months, they're always in a new relationship. And this time they're going to do it right. I know two grown men. One was a hairdresser, the other a doctor. The one sitting, the doctor sitting in the hairdresser's chair getting his hair done, telling the hairdresser about a new relationship he has. And the hairdresser says, hey man, just just relax this time. 
Just enjoy it this time. And I thought, this time? How many times has that hairdresser probably said that to him? But I did recognize right away that this person felt very vulnerable, felt like when they were with someone, they were going to eventually hurt them, attack them, leave them. So why try? Did say, I think I bring value to a relationship. So he saw a relationship as a transaction, not as a relationship. And I knew right there and then that he never made it past feeling vulnerable. Feeling like you can just take a deep breath and say, well, you know, I went to the trouble of meeting someone. I got the date. I got the girl. I got the relationship. But because I don't know how to get to me, I can't get to her. So eventually she's going to feel left out And eventually, she's going to leave like everybody else. So why try? Why don't I just, like, date and not have relationships? That way, I can still go out and I can still do things. But I really do want to overcome this vulnerability issue. Maybe the right person will do it. So then they meet someone and they start telling them how they're vulnerable and how they believe that when they meet the right person, now they're talking to someone who wants to be the right person. So now that person is set up to serve that other person's vulnerability. Those first conversations, guys, they expose everything. Anything you find later that's validated and brings your relationship closer or invalidated and separates you further, all start in those first conversations. Those first conversations are your blueprint of any relationship you will ever have. And they will either keep it going or they will show its flaws and break it apart. And that's how love can challenge ill will, by listening. Listen to what you are hearing. Because new love and old love, meaning you've been there, you know this person, and you you still love them. You really did love them. It wasn't curiosity. You got past that hump. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come in with a force. It's, it's a force. It's like if you could think of love in a relationship as a big broom, eventually it's going to clean that whole house. If you allow yourself to be vulnerable, if you can say, hey, I did that. Because new love in the beginning, which is what gets you to having a longer relationship, is it is going to stir up past hurts. Anything that came your way that kicked your butt in a relationship is going to show up in this one. How you ended the last relationship will show up in this one. Do you fight and hate? 
Do you leave where you both understand what happened and just knew that you weren't you weren't the one for each other? Was it a negative breakup? Was it a positive breakup? Did you, during the relationship, no longer feel attracted? Do you have a habit of turning your relationships into friendships? Pain you felt at not having what you thought love was is going to show up. Because you're going to try to make what love is in this new relationship. So the ill will comes in when we expect the other person to fix our past hurts. No one can heal our hurt. We have to heal our own. Trusting ourselves to overcome the voice of ego and saying, don't trust this person, you've been hurt before. Because now you've put this sentence on someone before they've committed the crime, right? And then that self-fulfilling prophecy, you're just waiting. Because I will guarantee you, in any relationship we have, we are going to have hurt feelings about something. The other person may not even know that they have done it. So how do you challenge The ill will in your own mind that says, see, everybody hurts me, even them. That ill will. Well, this is what love says. Love says, it's inevitable that the two of you are going to disagree at some point. This person has no idea what you walked into this relationship with, what your expectations are, what hurt you in the past, and what they are supposed to do to prove to you somehow telepathic that they are going to fix you. That is truly unfair to do to them, and more so to yourself, because if you leave them, they'll go on, and they will find somebody who they can communicate with without that pressure put on the relationship. And you will still be looking for someone to fix you, to heal you. So why don't you say that and ask that person that if you blame them for something they didn't do or you have an overreaction to something that really didn't need it, to let you know. That's how love challenges the ill will of expectation. Because love challenges our old identity. Every relationship, every job, every child we have, Every relationship we have with our parents, brothers, sisters, cousins, aunts, uncles, all challenge our old identity versus who we are today. And our families are the hardest to really 
change our identity with, that, hey, we've grown up. Because they will tell you, yeah, but when you were a kid, you always did that. So reinforcement, reinforcement, reinforcement to old. In psychology, they call it the ball and chain. You're, you're, you're carrying this ball around with you, family, ideas that they have of you, ideas you adopted for yourself. And it gets so heavy that sometimes people just disconnect from their families because they don't know how to break that cycle. They become your critical inner voice. So how do you challenge the old identity? How do you do that? What does love say about that? Love says, own who you are today. When others talk about your past, say that was the past, that is not now. And change the topic. It's not important for them alone to hear that. It's important for you to say that. Because then your brain says, hey, I've grown since nine years old. I'm 32 right now. I'm different now. I have vision. I'm calmer. I'm a lot more peaceful. And I believe I have a great chance to live a good life in this world. I lived the best life I can then. I was a kid. But I'm still living my best life at 32 tethered to who I was, good, bad, or indifferent. I accept me today like I accepted me then. Love challenging an old identity. Did you ever graduate with someone that was the most popular kid? There was always the most popular kid. And then you guys all grow up and you have a reunion and you're now 50. Popular kid is still living in the popular kid mode. Didn't switch gears. Only they look super different. They're still acting like they were in high school because that memory was so positive that they just couldn't let it go, but it got in the way because it became immature as opposed to mature, and it was hard to relate to that. Or they married their high school sweetheart, and they're forever. They didn't even change how they look. That's the physical old identity, the mental old identity of being on top. I remember telling my kids, you don't want to be the most popular kid. And they'd be like, why? And I said, well, it's not that you don't want to be it, don't want to be it. But psychologically, I knew in my heart that I, I was building seeds of them just accepting who they are. And they both had their share of fun. They both had everything that they've done. My daughter had a ton of friends that used to literally live at our house and that built a bond that we have until today. But wanting to be something that's an illusion 
I knew would create an old identity. And it will challenge them as adults. And I want them to have challenges, but if we can see something coming and we have awareness, then we get to grow through other more, I want to say, cooler energies to exchange energy with. People's opinions of us is like chasing a ball down a hill because it can turn on us over time because ego will say, well, remember who you used to be? Who wants to live with that? We want our inner voice to be as helpful as it can be in our lifetimes. That's what we want. Because when we get in a place where we are thinking thoughts of ill will towards ourselves or others, because it starts at home, right? We have to be able to answer, to challenge the challenge. When we say, what would love do? That's what love does. It challenges the challenges of ill will. Because when love is real, real joy comes with real pain. Because now we have to face ourselves. The more deeply we can feel love, the more deeply the pain that we had somewhere else is going to be seen because now we have the awareness to see it. We don't need to numb ourselves from whatever's happened to us in our lives. We need to stare at it and release it if we can in our lifetimes. Because to feel real pain gives you acceptance of real joy, of real love. To cry your heart out because you're hurt is better than saying that didn't matter. Because somewhere we took it in enough to have to say it didn't matter as opposed to completely forgetting about it because it healed. When we really heal and we really let something go, we let it go. A lot of times we'd go, gosh, I don't even remember when that happened. Hmm. What year was that? Was that 2000, 2010? I mean, you're talking about gaps of like 10 years because it's healed. It released. So never be scared of real pain because then you will recognize real joy, real love. Because love will, for the most part, look unequal. Why do they have more love than I do? So they have hesitation over getting involved themselves because they don't know what to do with someone who likes them too much. Because now they don't feel like, they're like, wait, 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 why don't I feel that yet? How could they like me so much? I'm messed up. Jeez, how could they like me? I'm not even, I don't, what? Be in a relationship? Wow, I didn't think of that for myself. I haven't been in a relationship for so long, I don't even know if I can be in a relationship. I met a guy, and I know him now. Very good looking guy. I met him at the gym. Stellar looks. He models, he auditions for television. 
good-looking guy, works out, muscles and chiseled face and whatever, great hair, whole thing. And one day he said to me, the older we get, the more eccentric we get. And I can't imagine being with anyone. Now, I don't know what he does in his off time. But he set the stage in his late 30s for his brain to say, I don't think I could ever live with anyone. As time went on and I got to know him, I realized that his biggest fear, and he lives by this fear of being rejected. Now, any guy or girl who would see him would never think that. But as I got to know him, I was surprised by the information he is running his life by. And I realized that he doesn't challenge ill will. He used ill will as his mantra. So I would say things to him like, everybody has bad days. But they don't live by them. They look at them as a bad day and they go on. They'll know that there's something good. They have something to offer life. But hiding from life and coming out like a presentation every day, taking care of yourself, looking at who looks at you, deciding who you're going to look back at, through a veil of insecurity will keep you feeling love is unequal, meaning they can love you, but you don't have the capacity, nor do you deserve their love. I usually, when I meet somebody who talks like that, I feel like they have the being left at the altar syndrome. Even though they weren't left literally at the altar They act as though that's what happened to them. And it usually happens with a first love and they just never recovered. So ego comes prancing in on its black horse, (laughs) galloping towards you to tell you everybody will do that. But love would say, once you try... And once you tell yourself that what happened to you in the past was one person out of billions. And that person probably doesn't even realize how they affected you and they've gone on in life and your entire life has been scarred by the etching that you put into your soul. And yes, it's taken about 15, 20 years for you to get here, but at least you got here. Some people don't get here at all. Take a chance. Go slow. Not with fear, but with fearlessness. I know it's easier said than done, 
but you will at least begin to chip away at the fear with the fearlessness. Just say, I'm going to try. If you ask someone out, it is not the end all, the beginning of learning someone and then making a decision if you both want to go further. Don't only put guilt and expectation over every decision you make, that you're guilty of hurting yourself again. But look at it as fighting for your very own soul to feel love again. These conversations that love has aren't big lightning bolt answers. They are gateways, bridges to your soul. So our time is up already today. It just seems to go by faster and faster. I don't know. Maybe the clock just swings faster when we're talking. But I love you guys so very much. I will see you tomorrow on Relationship Wednesday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.